Hello world, my name is Hannah and this is my world where I am going to be humble, open, and transparent about my journey as the wife, the mom, and the boss. Hello world and welcome back. So like many of us, I was strolling on Instagram and I came across two posts that I kind of wanted to share my thoughts on with you. So the first post actually was sent to me by a friend of mine. Um, and it was a post by Jonathan McReynolds. And he was um, referring to the speech that Vanessa Bryant recently gave um, when you know Kobe Bryant was inducted into the Hall of Fame and he puts it out there you know he's a great Kobe fan and you know he gives much respect to Rebecca um to Vanessa sorry where did Rebecca come from <laughs> um but you know it was just something that she said that he kind of wanted to address and so before I get started I want to put that out there too like I am a big um Kobe Bryant fan and I also have mad respect for Vanessa Bryant uh and I you know but there's times where even the people that you admire and you really, you know, look up to and, you know, feel that, you know, ju you just have a great admiration for them. Sometimes you may not necessarily always agree with what they say, too, and that should be OK. And that in itself is like a whole nother episode or word. Um, but I just wanted to kind of give my thoughts on what he said about what she said um and and the reason why is because my friend she was asking me you know how do I how do I think about it what did I what do I feel and this is actually a topic that um Anthony and I have discussed a lot of times in our house as well and, and let me just get right into it so anyways uh, I guess in 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 the speech uh, she had mentioned how because Kobe received, you know, affirmation or praise a lot outside of the home, you know, from fans, from, you know, the media, from coaches, you know, friends, whoever, uh, she didn't give him a lot of that in home. Now, you guys can go and watch the speech for yourselves because I am paraphrasing. So I don't want you to think that that's exactly how she said it because it's not. Um, but uh, Jonathan McReynolds was saying that, you know, he thinks that you should give praise in the house. Um, he was saying that 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 he thinks that it, it's necessary and important. Now, I want to put this out there that he is speaking for men who think like him. And I totally understand if there's a lot of men out there who do not feel the same way, who feel that, you know, I don't need that praise. And that's cool. Um, but there are men out there and not just men. There are people out there who feel the way that Jonathan McReynolds feels or may agree with him. Um, and I don't even think that your love language has to be words of affirmation for you to feel that way. Um, and I'll just put myself out there. Words of affirmation is not necessarily my dominant love language. It's not my first love language, but I do appreciate um, being appreciated or having someone acknowledge things that I do. And so I, you know, I wanted to share that because, uh, it, which brings me to the second post I came across, uh, was actually posted by Tabitha Brown and it was of her, uh, her brother, Nick. And he was sharing a conversation that he had with one of his client's mothers where he was talking about, you know, his client and how, you know, he's doing well and everything. And, um, I guess the mother was kind of downplaying, um, you know, his creativity or his skill, his craft. And so Nick was bringing up a very valid point of how, you know, it, it actually stems from back in slavery with us kind of 
not acknowledging or praising a loved one for things that they do. And we did it out of protection, right? Um, and to be quite honest, I didn't realize that it stemmed back that far until watching his posts. And I was like, man, and I had to go kind of look it up for myself. It's kind of like what I was sharing with you guys the other day about how, you know, back in slavery days, because when the man went out, he was beat down so much by Master and by, you know, everybody else that when he came home, it was, you know, his wife who made him feel like the king of his castle by, you know, having his food prepared or rubbing his feet or whatever. She just wanted to make him feel like you are a king. You, you know, you may not feel that way or you may not be treated that way when you go outside the house. But in here, that is who you are. And I'm going to always make sure you feel that way. And it, it kind of goes to the same thing with this whole praise situ situation and, and having confidence, right? And, you know, he was just talking about how, you know, back in the day during slavery, if if it was acknowledged that like your young son or, you know, a, a family member like, oh, they're strong and, you know, they, they, um, they're determined or they, they're a workhorse and everything. You didn't want to go around saying, oh, yeah, he's strong and he's a workhorse and praise him because that could put your child or your your brother your loved one in danger because of the fact that you know master could be like oh well i'm gonna sell him because he's gonna make me good money or he could be like oh i'm gonna beat him because what if he tries to raise up on me and tries to you know build a revolution or an army of others no, I need to beat him down. And that, that was the whole basis of like the oppression, right? If I can strip you from believing in yourself and believing in your own ability, then you're never going to know what you're fully capable of. You're never going to know how to grow or how to, you know, be able to conquer or defeat your own oppressor. I'm going to keep you oppressed mentally so that that has full, you know, range and authority over your life that it makes you believe that you can't do anything. So it was necessary back then. But it's something that we have continued to pass down from generation to generation. And, and again, just owning uh or acknowledging my own uh, struggle with that, I, there's a lot of times, and, and here's a, here's a, here's the thing, there's a lot of times that I will downplay my abilities or downplay what I can do out of what I consider to be, you know, humility or modesty. And the, the thing is, is that we have to recognize, and this is something that Nick was talking about, we have to recognize the difference between, you know, just having confidence, you know, um, and and really just allowing ourselves to, to downplay. And I think that's where that whole imposter syndrome comes from as well. Now, I'm no psychologist, right? This is just Hannah sharing her thoughts with you about, you know, um, things that I see are, are things that have affected me. And I come from my own experience. Experience, right? I, and I always try to make sure that I acknowledge that, that I'm not speaking for other people or speaking for, for others out there. You may agree, you may relate to where I am, but this is just me giving my perspective on things, right? And so I feel like this is kind of where the whole imposter syndrome comes from because for me personally, when I downplay my own abilities and I don't, you know, walk in confidence in who I know I am and who I belong to um, or who it is that I belong to, when I don't do those things, right, when I do 
end up getting acknowledged for for certain things that I I can do when I walk into these these certain rooms that I never expected that I was going to walk into before I walk in there thinking that I don't belong I walk in there thinking that like man what am I doing here they're going to find me out to be a fraud why I think that way because I already have been downplaying my own ability right and that's what imposter syndrome is it's it's you not acknowledging you know that you are capable that that you're you it's you thinking that you're imposing on being this person who can when you really are but because you don't even believe in yourself you don't believe that you belong in that room in that space that you're like oh they're gonna find me out but what they're gonna find out is is that you do belong there right they're gonna find out that you are fully capable but again it's that that whole mental oppression that we have that we don't even believe in ourselves and so it getting back to the the post it's very important that we acknowledge what our kids do right and so and I and this is why Anthony and I have had so many conversations about this because I'm the not saying that Anthony is not the humble one but Anthony is the one who will brag and and will talk about the things that you know our kids do but he also sometimes struggles with some of the things that our kids are doing and he's just like man I don't want people to think that I'm always talking about my son or talking about my daughter so for example for those of you who do follow um me on Instagram or follow Anthony on Instagram or even follow AJ AJ is Anthony B Jenkins on Instagram and Anthony is is Anthony Jenkins on Instagram right and if you follow either one of them then you know that my son our son um aj is a child actor right and i'm gonna call my son a child actor even though he may not currently be on anybody's reoccurring you know has a reoccurring role on anybody's sitcom or tv show or you know um he was on david makes man so if you guys want to look up that episode you can um <laughs> but he he may not currently be a reoccurring um role on a on a sitcom or may not have booked that movie deal yet but i'm gonna speak life over my child and my child is a child actor he has an agent he goes out on auditions and you know he there may be sometimes that you guys are watching tv and see a commercial and you may see his face because he's done a couple of commercials so yes he's a child actor but that's something because because of that there are times where you know AJ will book these roles and we're just like oh my gosh this is so awesome this is so amazing like he's done this and then there's other times when we're like uh we don't want to share because we don't want to make somebody else feel bad or or feel like we're bragging on our child but gosh darn it that's our child we should brag on him and and he should feel that way and and that was something that Nick referred to because he was talking about how he was in this I think it was a Broadway play or it was in college actually and he was um he was acting and he did like one of the best performances in his life and he had a standing ovation and when he looked out into the audience everybody was standing up except for his parents and he was like why y'all not standing up like stand up and so he said that afterwards he went and he talked to his you know his parents about it and they were like oh you know we didn't want to to be boastful about it and you know we were being modest he was like no nah, you be boastful you know you be the loudest ones out there because you're my parents and it made me really think about like my son like my aunt 
AJ, he he loves attention. Okay, um, he will do stuff for you to 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 look at him because he's he's that kid who just wants everybody to be happy. And if he could put a smile on your face, he's gonna do it. So he'll come and he'll tell you this story that you have no idea about, or he'll come and he'll do something silly. That's just him. Like he he likes that. But one of the things that I notice about him as well is is that he definitely likes to see it from me and his father. It doesn't matter about everybody else, like especially at his soccer games. We go to his games and if, you know, sometimes I might end up getting there late or um, or there may be times where Anthony has to, because of the timing of the game, like if it's a night game and then it's on a day that Anthony has rehearsal, he may have to go. And so AJ's looking like, where's dad? Or, you know, dad is always there. And so it's just like for me, and I think I fall, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure everybody, well, let me not say everybody has because there's some movies out there that everybody hasn't seen. But if you guys have seen the movie Love and Basketball, right? There's a scene between um, Monica and her mother where Monica was like, mom, you were never there at any of my games. And her mom was like, it didn't matter. You had your father there. And Monica says, it mattered, mom. It mattered. She wanted her mother to be there and I have had that moment because you know AJ and his dad they have this great relationship with each other they call each other bros and you know they do things together so a lot of times I feel like okay you know because his father is the extra one his father is the one that's always supporting him and you know I mean I support him too but I'm just saying because his dad is always there and they do these things together to me I was just like oh it's not a big deal if I'm not there because he has his daddy but There are times where AJ will say to me, mommy, why weren't you at the game? Or he'll say to me, or I'll see when I get to the game and he sees me out in the crowd, there's this big smile on his face and I'll put him a thumbs up and he'll give one back to me. And it made me realize it matters to my son for me to be there too. It matters to him for the both of us to be there, not just one parent, but the both. He wants to know that both my parents fully support me in whatever I do. And so I'm, I'm talking about this because, you know, a lot of the times we as parents and, and this and again, I'm not speaking for all parents, but for the parents that can relate to me, to the parents that have struggled with wanting to acknowledge what their child does and not being so braggadocious. Right. Because I was one of those kids. I, I have a mom like my parents are, are kind of polar opposites of each other. Right. My dad is the more reserved one. And I think I get more of his reservedness <laughs> than my mom. My mom and Anthony's dad were more alike, like they the both of them, they would brag. Like I remember when Anthony released his um, Christmas CD, right? And this Christmas, if y'all want to get it, let me know. You know, I can I can send you a copy. It's, it's only like $5. But um, <laughs> Anthony put, um, uh, produced this uh, Christmas CD. And that year, when I tell you, Papa Jenkins made sure that you knew that his son had a CD out. Like he was like, uh-uh, no, stop. I want you to listen to it. Like he would play the CD for you. Like that is just how he was. He bragged on his kids. You know, he bragged on Josh about his football career and everything. Like he bragged on his kids. And for me, you know, the modest one, the humble one there were times where I would look at our parents and I'm like oh my gosh y'all calm down a little bit it's all right you know but why why should you have to calm down why should you have to be concerned about how other people feel matter of fact 
I hope that my loudness, I hope that me bragging on on my kid makes you want to brag on yours too. Like it should be contagious. It should be something that we do to celebrate people. Because the thing is, is that and 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 maybe you have heard this um, sentiment before, but um, you know people say this a lot of times especially when somebody passes away and they they talk about how you know you should give a person their flowers while they're still alive so they can enjoy it right because the thing is is that when you bring all these flowers and floral arrangements to the homegoing celebration the person doesn't they can't enjoy them because they're no longer physically here to enjoy them anymore and so why not give them these flowers when they're alive now for me, I'm not a big flower person. I feel like the flowers should stay in the ground where they can be nurtured and raised up. I know that there's some people who love to fill their house with flowers and, you know, fresh cut flowers and they put it. Not me. I don't have a green thumb. So <laughs> so they end up just dying. Like the flowers I got from Mother's Day, the poor things are still sitting on the counter right now. I, I need to just go ahead and throw them away. But for me, it's like I don't necessarily need flowers. Um right now but the acknowledgement the acknowledgement of what i do the 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 acknowledgement of just saying like you know i see you people want to be seen you know what i'm saying and i think that's what it is they want to be seen they want to be seen by what they've done and i i think the other issue with that is the difference between arrogance and confidence right because a lot of the times when when we're around and again i'm gonna speak for myself when I have been around somebody who is just very confident in who they are, it can be perceived at times that they're being arrogant. But here's the thing, right? First of all, you got to check yourself when you think a person is being arrogant about them talking about the things that they can do or talking about their confidence. And, and I'll be transparent, because Anthony and I had this conversation too, because there was a time where, and I didn't necessarily say that, I told him, I said, there's times that you can come off arrogant, right? And that hit a sore spot for him, because there's other people in his life who have kind of implied that, not necessarily said it in so many ways. And so it was hurtful, to him to hear it from his wife he was like dang my my wife is one of those people and I'm like I'm not one of those people I'm just saying that sometimes because of the way you speak or the way that you carry yourself it can be perceived that you being a little arrogant like you know it, it you it's not you who does it it's God in you who allows you to do it and that that conversation it lasted for a little while because he was just like, it, it wasn't registering for him. And it wasn't registering for me either. And I had to sit on that thing for a little bit. And what I realized, you know, and eventually we came back and we talked about it more. And we, we both were able to, to figure out what the issue was. And I had to look at me. Because the thing was, is that for me, because I'm the modest one, the humble one. And I put these quotations up there because it's it's like a false sense of, of humility or a false sense of modesty that, that some of us may carry. And so to try to help some of you who may be able to relate to what I'm talking about, I'm going to share myself. And so what it is, is, is that because myself, I'm over here downplaying the things that I do because I'm concerned about how other people are going to perceive it. 
it was a heart issue for me to see somebody else who is like, I'm a walk in confidence. Like, I know what I can do. I know the skills and the ability that God has blessed me with. And I'm not going to shun them down because the people around me are settling for mediocrity. And that's the problem. You know what I'm saying? Don't, um, there's a quote that I posted on Instagram a while back about, medio, um, about being mediocre. And, you know, it's when people have an issue. And it's probably around the same time that Anthony and I had this conversation that I posted this. But it's, it's about like how, you know because you don't want to because you want to settle for mediocrity you're you have a problem with my confidence you know what i'm saying and it's just like i'm not gonna step um tippy toe around on glass or eggshells for you so that you can feel better about yourself because you want to be complacent or you want to to settle like i'm not gonna settle greater is he who is on the inside of me than he who is in the world. God is great. And it, and because God is great and God is on the inside of us, greatness is on the inside of me, which means that I am great. And so why should I walk around with my head held down like I don't have the power and the authority inside of me, which the word of God tells me that I have? You know what I'm saying? Like, And this is for the believer because obviously for non-believers, you may not live by the word of God, but the word of God is the foundation for my life. And so if the word of God tells me that I'm on the top and rising, that, that I'm the head and not the tail, that I'm above and not beneath, that I have the greater one on the inside of me, that I've been given the power and the authority, then why am I walking around here downplaying who I am why am I walking around here feeling like I cannot praise my children for their accomplishments that I cannot praise my husband for his accomplishments that I cannot praise myself for my accomplishments knowing that it's not me who has allowed these things to happen but it's because of God and the ability that he's given me the strength that he's already equipped me with to go out and do these things so it's like ah we go back and forth and I'm, I keep saying we, but I feel like for a lot of us who have struggled with being able to even receive praise, you know, when people are trying to give you a compliment for the things that you do, but you downplay it. And there's that false sense of humility again. It's like, oh, no, it's it's good. And I've struggled with this, you know, because whenever I have had the opportunity to to teach and to share the word of God on a public platform and I've had people come to me later and was like, oh, Hannah, that was a good word. I'm like, I always feel very awkward in responding because I'm like, that word, it, it, it wasn't from me. God just used me as the vessel to get it out there. But the thing is, is that, yeah, God chose me because he knew that I was going to be able to deliver it in a way for that person to receive it. That's the other thing that we got to be OK with, because a lot of times we out here being people pleasers instead of God pleasers. And we're so concerned about how other people perceive us and how, you know, what are they going to like me? Are they going to accept me? Are they going to reject me? You are not meant for everybody. And that's, that's something that I am still learning to fully embrace and accept. I am not meant for everybody. I am meant for those who I am meant for. And those who I'm meant for are going to receive what I have to say. It's even with this podcast and, and with this YouTube channel. Those who want to click on and, and listen and hear what I have to say, those are the ones that I'm assigned to. Those are the ones that I, I am meant for. For everybody else who may have a negative comment, who for everybody else who's just like, ah, oh, whatever, I'm not meant for you, and that's okay, and you should be okay 
with not subscribing. You should be okay with not liking and you should be okay with not following. That's another thing that I've seen a lot on, especially with Instagram and, and Facebook, because, you know, freedom of speech. I can tell you how I feel and tell you that I don't agree with you. And that's fine. If you want to take the time to tell me that you disagree with something that I said, you are in full right. But when I see that people have gone as far as trying to shut down people's accounts so that they're not talking anymore, why would you do that? If you don't like what a person is saying, don't follow them. Why would you follow somebody that you don't believe in or that you don't support? That makes absolutely no sense to me. You rather take your time trolling through their Facebook page or trolling through their Instagram page just so that you can post your negative comments. I'm sorry, but if you got that much negativity in your life, maybe you need to go sit down, woo-saw, have a meditation moment and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you and kind of figure out what's wrong with you. Because a lot of times the things that we do, if we just did a heart check of ourselves to find out where is this coming from? Why do I not like this person so much? What is it about them that is affecting me that takes me to the point where I need to feel like I got to say something on their page, on their Instagram posts? Like, come on, people. We got to check ourselves. Stop trying to check everybody else before you check you. I mean, again, I'm going to go to the word of God. Word of God tells us to take the, you know, don't don't try to take the stick out of somebody else's eye before you take the log out of yours. You got a log. There is so much that needs to be improved or corrected in your own life. But you so worried about what other people are doing that you're not even fixing yourself. You're not making sure that you're healed, that you're okay. And then because you're not okay and you got such a problem with this person, that's the reason why you got an issue with them praising or giving a report. That's that's the other thing. So we've all been in this pandemic together. Right. And I've said it many times before and I'll keep saying it that even though we were all in the same storm, we were all traveling by different vessels. And, 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 and I think I shared this earlier, too, but God also gave me the revelation of even while you're traveling in different vessels, Don't be afraid to share what's going on in your vessel because of what's going on in somebody else's. And a lot of us did that. You know what I'm saying? I've I've seen people put posts on on Facebook or on social media talking about how, oh, I was afraid to share this because I didn't know how people were going to receive it. But I got to give God the glory. And that's what the enemy will do. The enemy will try to shut down your praise. He will try to shut down you giving your testimony because he knows the power of a testimony. He knows the power of your praise. He knows that if you share what God is doing in the midst of a pandemic for you, that it's going to have somebody else like, you know what? Maybe I should try this faith thing. Maybe if I start believing the same thing will happen for me. And it will because God is no respecter of persons. What he does for one, he will do for another. He just won't do it the same way. And see, that's our problem, too. We see that God will do something a certain way for somebody else. And we're like, oh, it's going to happen exactly like that for me, too. No, no, because that's their cup. And I even taught about that. I taught I taught about, you know, whether or not you can drink from this cup. You see the cup that somebody else is drinking from and because it looks all good and pretty, you're like, oh, I want that cup, too. But you're not ready for that. 
You know what I'm saying? You're not ready to drink from that. You may still be on the bottle. And some of us don't like that. Some of us don't like the fact for somebody to say that, oh, I'm still at a, 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 a level of drinking from a bottle. But if that's your pace, if that's where you are, accept it. It's okay. You ain't going to be on that bottle for long. Eventually, you're going to move off of the formula and move to some substance. But you got to take your time to get there. Don't try to get there prematurely because there's a prepared place for a prepared person. And if a person is unprepared, but that prepared place shows up you won't be able to sustain there you won't be able to stay in that position why because you weren't prepared for it had this conversation with my son you know he didn't necessarily want to go through all the different trainings because he's into NBA 2k now he didn't want to go through all the necessary trainings that he needed to in order to get to the next level so he kind of skipped around and I overheard a conversation that he and his father were having where he I guess was playing in the game and the coach benched him and he was like like, why am I on the bench? I want to get in the game. And, and Anthony was like, because you, you're not good. And you may think that that sounds hurtful, but he was trying to teach him a lesson. And the lesson was, dude, you did not practice. You did not allow yourself to learn the skills that you needed so that you could be on the court. So they benched you. This is why it's necessary for you to take time to go through the process and to practice and make yourself better. Not make yourself perfect because this is all about progression. But practice makes better. And the better that you get the more equipped and, and, and qualified you'll be to get to that next level to get to the place that's been prepared for you so what are you saying Hannah I said a lot <laughs> and all I'm saying is is that walk in confidence walk in confidence in who you are Okay, it's the confidence for me. It's the confidence for me that I'm still trying to learn to walk in myself. So I'm not saying this to you guys to say that, oh, Hannah got it together. Hannah out here living her best life in confidence. No, I still struggle with being confident in who I am, being confident in embracing right where I am right now and being like, girl, you beautiful. Girl, you beautiful. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm getting all tucked tied. But no, seriously, saying to yourself that you are beautiful, you are smart, that you are important, that you are qualified, that you are capable, fully capable of doing the things that you are supposed to do. A lot of times, even for us as mothers, we be comparing ourselves to other people and mommy shaming each other and ourselves. And the other day, my friend got on me because she was like, Hannah, you sit here body shaming yourself. Let's stop shaming ourselves. Let's take away that shame. Let's take away that oppression that has been placed on us from back in slavery times and start being confident in who we are because we are fearfully and wonderfully made we are we do have greater on the inside of us and it's for us to fully accept that and fully be okay with sharing who we are sharing what God has done in our lives knowing that if it wasn't for him we wouldn't be where we are that's confidence in God that's confidence in who God has created you to be and that's not being arrogant and there's nothing wrong with being humble and modest and saying that God I honor I I realize that it's not me but it's you but I'm going to walk in the confidence that you gave me so anyways, I hope you guys got something out of the, the podcast today, out of this episode. It's always my prayer that you do. If you want to continue to connect with me, you can. First of all, to all my YouTube watchers out there, you can subscribe, share, like, leave a comment. Let me know how you feel. Like I said, I welcome all feedback, negative or positive. But at the same time, like, don't waste your time giving me nothing but negative feedback if it's not going to be constructive criticism. If you're not going to tell me how to get better and try to build me up and, and help me get to a better place that's more pleasing then you can save the negative com um, the, the negative comments as far as I'm concerned but I mean if you got some construction um, feedback that's gonna help me grow as a person I welcome it but 
Um, you can connect with me on Facebook, Hannah's World 00. I'm sorry, no, Facebook is Hannah's World. Instagram is Hannah's World 00. You can also send your listener letters to Hannah's World 00 at gmail.com. So until next time, peace out, world. Peace out.